Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So when we recorded this episode of Pod Save the Queen, Meghan and Harry hadn't announced the name of their baby yet. But after we stepped out of the recording studio, they told the world that they've picked Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor, which is a really, really lovely name. Um, So throughout this episode, when you hear us saying the royal baby that hasn't been named yet or baby Sussex, please just imagine we're saying Archie. Um, But while I've got you, there's a really cute story which I thought I'd like to share. Um, So in January, um, when Prince George was out with his gran, uh, Carol, he mentioned to a dog walker, completely baffled this woman who was out and about in the park, um, when he went up to her and said, my name's Archie. So there you go, maybe there's a chance that Prince George has predicted the name or maybe he even suggested it to his auntie and uncle, who knows. But yeah, I just thought it was a nice little added on detail for little Archie. Anyway, back to the episode and remember, just imagine we're saying Archie. <laughs> Pod Save the Queen! Hello and welcome to Pod Save the Queen, the Royal Baby Edition. I am your host, Anne Gripper, and I have uh, two guests here in the studio with me right now. Uh, Amber Grutland, our style director, and Rich Innes, who Mm. you will not have met before. First timer. Dear listeners, he is making his debut just like the Royal Baby. (laughs) (laughs) More beard. (laughs) <laughs> Similarly, probably little hair. Yes, thank you for that. Sorry. Yes, that's true. That's true. Sorry, Rich. He may already um, have more hair than me. I'm not sure. But you will not have realised this, but Rich has been on every single episode since we started because he is our herald. He is the man who shouts, Pod save the queen. Do you want me to do it now? No, it's okay, all right. I don't I think we've got the level set right. It no, might no, just yeah, my, people. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that probably wouldn't go down to everybody in people's ears. Uh, but yes, I, I was the man who recorded that in a darkened room Um I don't know. Why, why was it me? I'm not ago. quite sure. 18 just, months ago, I, because I've got a loud voice, I suppose. Yeah, I just yeah. thought you would be the best person to be shouting loud things. But we digress. The, that is not <laughs> the main reason that Rich is it's here. It's not the reason for my invitation. No, no he is also a co-host of uh, the First Time Dads podcast. With first Time Dads, yes. Rich Innes and Steve Mile. And obviously, there is a very famous First Time Dad this week who cannot yeah. contain his excitement. If you were ever going to get a First Time Dad on this would be the week to do it, I suppose. Yes, this would be the week to do <laughs> it. So um little baby mm. Sussex arrived on Monday. We're recording this Wednesday afternoon. We still don't know the name just yet. They know the name. They definitely know the name. Surely, right? They know the name. Yeah, but you don't necessarily want to release it all. all I mean I get once. why they're not necessarily releasing it, but he I mean you I saw that clip. I mean he knows. He definitely knows, but he knows that there's a, a presumably a protocol to these things and they have to do things properly and all the rest of it. Run it by the Queen and yeah, make, exactly. let the Queen meet the baby before they tell the world what the baby's called. 
I don't, you know more than I. I, well, I I'm not a royal expert, I should also point oh, out. Yeah, okay. I, I, and I'm certainly not an expert in parenting. I just happen to be one. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good place to start. Yeah. Um, but well, I've lost my train of thought now, Rich. Where were Sorry, we? I threw you. Sorry, no, my bad. Oh, no, you were saying that you're convinced they know the name of the baby already. Mm. That's exactly what the body language expert, Judy James, a friend of the podcast, oh. also said. So maybe you could have an alternative, alternative okay. career. Um so that was that was Monday's appearance, and then today we saw a lovely, um, lovely debut of the three of them, mm. the whole Sussex family. So we saw Megan for the first time since she had her baby. There'd obviously been much um, discussion about should she, would she um, pose immediately after the birth, as Kate famously did on the steps of the Lindo Wing. That obviously didn't happen this time around. We knew in advance that would be the case. Um, but we, it was, it was quite lovely. The, I mean, it, it was not just a kind of a posed moment on some steps. You saw them walking in together, Megan in heels. Yep, looking very glamorous. And they had a nice chat as well. So the whole thing was very lovely. It was quite formal in the surroundings, but actually the conversation was quite informal. So yeah, it was quite intimate. I mean, I was, mm. I was, I was slightly surprised. I mean, I think my eyebrows shot up like some kind of royal etiquette, <laughs> etiquette, um, really s- strop monger when uh, the reporter said, "Megan, how are you, how are you finding life as mum?" I was like, "Megan, <laughs> we yeah. call her Megan." Maybe on a the little podcast. bit too informal, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but maybe not to her face. But no, it, and and she talked. You know, she said like it was it was magic, basically. Yeah. That was kind of her. I mean, their smiles said it all. Really, they just looked so happy. And you know, what were your impressions of that of their first appearance? Well, I think I'm kind of I, I like the fact that the chat was so informal, and also she could have called in the glam squad. She's had two days. She could have come out with the bounciest of blow dryers. She could have been wearing the most amazing outfit. She has everything at her disposal. But actually, she just came out. Obviously, she was looking incredible because she always looks incredible. But she kind of had just put on quite a simple, understated dress, wearing a nude nail, wearing a bit of makeup. But actually, you could see that it wasn't about that, was it for them? That, that, that it was all about the baby and the moment was not about presenting you know the best that they've got to offer to the world i could def- i could definitely see that and yeah, i think you can definitely you can see the genuine happiness there there's no you know that's not in any way contrived that's you know it's impossible not to feel that when you, you just had your first child i think you have to be you're sort of slightly overwhelmed i mean i i, I really liked um the, 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 the sense i got when watching harry talking <coughs> excuse me clear my throat um when i was watching harry talking and he was um it was that sense of bewilderment, that kind of astonishment, because as much as everyone talks about the happiness, which is all there, don't get me wrong, I think particularly from the dad's point of view, when you are just a spectator, you know, the mother is doing all the work. She's going through God knows what, you know, as a man, it's impossible to, to ever know. Um, and you are literally just there trying to support, and but you're essentially watching. It's like a weird spectator sport. <laughs> and um, and it is just bewildering and overwhelming in the sense that you, a, you can't quite believe that your partner is doing what she's doing. Um, and I think it was really nice that he referenced that several times when he first spoke, when he announced the baby uh, arriving. That Because I, I remember thinking that, you know, I'd like to think I'm a man who has always respected women and was brought up in the correct way to do so, but there is nothing that makes you respect a woman that, like watching childbirth. It's just, it's astonishing because you just sit there and I do not, I cannot believe you are doing this. This is absolutely incredible and it makes you, uh, it does change your perspective slightly. And you could see that in him, that he was just thrown because that's the thing no one tells you about having your first child is that, yeah, you know that, you know, just from watching TV and movies and everything, you know that there's going to be, you know, angels flying around your head. And and you're you're made to think that, oh, it's just kind of blissful and happiness and all the rest of it. And in reality, it's like being punched in the stomach, but in a kind of a nice way. So you're just sort of like, you you just 
are completely overwhelmed and don't know what to think. You don't know what to feel. It's um, it's bewildering, and that's why he's walking around with that kind of almost like goofy grin on his face because he's got that thing that we all have as first time dads. We think, oh my god, what is going on? How, wh- how am I supposed to feel about this? What am I supposed to say? And he he did quite well to compose himself. I thought. Mm. And it was interesting seeing him walking in carrying the baby. I mean, that's. Mm. It, I mean, he's he's had little nephews and a niece, and you know, there's other there's been other little royals in the family, so he's probably got some experience of holding babies. Mm. But it's to then be kind of walking like it's a lot of responsibility holding a very new baby anyway. Oh, but gotcha. then walking yeah. it like how how did how did how long did that take to get used to? <laughs> <laughs> Just like well, you've got to get over it pretty quickly. Yeah. You've <laughs> got there's no. Cho- I mean, that's that's the funny thing. I'm actually expecting my second child at the moment. I'm well aware that when our second child arrives, we might be passing this child back and forth like a rugby ball because the first <laughs> time you treat them like they're made of glass. You know, you, you think that oh my god, if I hold them in an incorrect fashion, they're going to break. You know, you're so worried about them. But you learn very, very quickly that actually kids are enormously robust. And um, <laughs> I mean, not that I've ever tried dropping a child to see what happens. That or throw one like a rugby or th- ball. Or throw one. I've never thrown a child, just to clarify. I've been tempted on occasions <laughs> in, in mid-tantrum. But um, no, no, you do. It's funny how quickly you learn. And it's a, it, you make a really good point about him being an uncle, because I, I was an uncle several times over before I had my first child. And... I would imagine, I don't want to speak for Prince Harry, I don't know Prince Harry, but I would imagine, like me, he's probably got into this thinking, well, I've got some understanding. You know, I've got some understanding because I've seen what my brother's kids are like and I've I've played with them and I've held them and he's presumably looked after them at times and everything. And so you kind of go into it thinking, yeah, yeah, well... It, it I must can be do this bit, baby thing. It must be a bit like this, right? It's just kind of being an uncle but sort of magnified. And it's only... in If you talk to Prince Harry in a month, he will realise it. Oh, no, 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 no. I could not have been more wrong. This is completely different. This is completely uh, a unique experience. And there's just nothing that can prepare you for it as a dad. There's nothing. You can see that he's like excited for what comes next. So yeah. when he was asked, you know, I think there's a bit of discussion of like, who does the baby look like? And you know, Jake's oh, got a bit of facial hair already. I mean, we, <laughs> there's a, there's a, he's wearing a little hat. So we don't know whether he's inherited Harry's redheadedness or oh, making point, sort of yes. darker hair. Although, you know, close up, the sort of baby, baby fluff was, was, seemed quite fair. But, you know, he, he was saying, oh, I don't, we don't really know yet, but, but, you know, babies are, change every two weeks and just like or kind of that anticipation of how mm. much is going to be changing mm. how quickly for them uh, the thing i re- but the, you see you say that but then the thing i remember about taking my child home was once we got my, my boy home for the first time you think everything's changed and then and it has but the madness doesn't really kick off immediately because what you don't realize is that for the first couple of weeks your child probably will sleep most of the time and it's only once you get sort of two, three, four weeks in that all of a sudden it's like, oh, and, and you get lulled into a full sense of security. Oh, yeah, Harry's definitely learning. It's just like, oh, it's yeah. a dream so far. Oh, it's Fine. brilliant. Calm it's temperament. Oh, this is week. great. Yeah, and the kid's sleeping 16 hours a day. This is wonderful. Blah, blah. And actually, again, go back to him in a month and it'll be like, oh, okay, I see. Right, this is what everyone was making a fuss about. So I think that's that's my overriding memory of my. Uh, yeah, my you need the long term exhaustion before <laughs> you really understand. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, when you realise that you will never again sleep past seven a.m. ever for the rest of your life, and that and that's you, I, if I was to give Prince Harry one piece of advice, it would be just accept that now. <laughs> just accept it. You're never going to sleep past seven a.m. again. What would be your advice, Amber, as a, you know someone who's a mum of two? Just, well, you just got to enjoy every moment, haven't you? Mm. Because it, it does keep changing and every little bit's a phase and it's unique. And before you know it, you're on to a next, a next sort of kind of set of, a ne- next 
phase or era, really. Yeah. So you've just got yeah. to enjoy the bit you're in. And what should he be doing to support Megan? Oh, saying lots of yes, dear, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> lots of cups of tea yeah. is my memory. Yeah, lots and lots of cups of tea making, yeah. Good, because that's, that's a good, important role to have. And, I mean, they... <coughs> they knew it was an important, um, you know, sort of a big moment for them as well. And it's interesting that they had their one of their wedding photographers actually joined the press call on behalf of, you know, a, sort of on behalf of their Instagram account, but I guess also on behalf of them as a, like their family album because you're, mm. you know, parents when they have a newborn child, they're documenting kind of every moment and all the different stages through the through the baby life and. This actually, you know, this isn't something that normal people do, but for them actually it is a big mm. deal and it's nice to have some pictures that are theirs and presumably they'll be having some other ones as well. So the pictures were taken by Chris Allerton who did, um, he he was a photographer for their Christmas card, which was the fireworks going off over Windsor Castle and quite an intimate moment between Meghan and Harry as they were watching these fireworks. And they just had their backs to the camera, which I know I've talked about before as kind of like their privacy message mm -hmm. sort of the subtext of it so i just i think it's interesting that he's appeared again and whether we will continue to see him at important moments because he wasn't the official photographer for the wedding but whether he was kind of the almost like the personal yeah they were the photographs that they really wanted mm. so you know mind you i remember i mean when when we left the hospital my wife would have killed me if I had even tried to take a photograph of her. You know, I was going to say, most, most <laughs> new moms aren't required to have clean hair well, that, for weeks. That's it. That's, and that's just what I was thinking. That's an added pressure on Megan, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I suppose that's the, life, that's the life she, she's in now. But, um, you know, whatever it is, two days, what was it, a day or two days two after days. she'd given birth? That's, you know, that's quite a big ask to then get up and, you know, make yourself presentable to the world and, and, and post a photographs and all the rest of it. Because mm -hmm. I would imagine most women who've just been through childbirth, that's the last thing you'd want to do. What did you make of her outfit choice and designer choice? Amber? Well, she's kind of combined lots of elements that we know she likes. She loves that kind of trench dress thing. We've seen her wearing it before on several occasions. She loves the belted style. Um, and we know she loves white. She wore white for her official engagement photos, as we know, the, the white belted coat. So kind of lots of, you know, ticks to the things that she likes. I don't think it was actually the most important thing for her today. I think she just wanted something very simple. It wasn't about that. Um, new designer that we haven't heard yeah. of before because the early tip was that maybe it was Givenchy which would you know her well Givenchy have a very similar jacket with exactly the same pockets and very similar buttons so everybody just jumped on that and assumed because they, of course it's her wedding dress designer but actually a British based London based designer Grace Wales Bonner who's actually more known for her menswear but does obviously design women's wear as well um i think she liked her aesthetic she liked her message she's jamaican born um i think there are some connections there and i think i, I would be surprised if this is the last time we see megan wear something by that designer i enjoyed the fact that the dress had pockets it's just the like dress had lovely pockets yeah. this is this is practical yeah. and it, i think i think the trench dress which I had never considered as a, like a thing before. Quite Megan hard to wear wearing. a trench dress, you know. Okay, I'll, I'll maybe mm. not try it myself. No. But like looking Hardly at it, on Megan, it kind of looks it looks practical, but elegant. Uh, so Rich has got the same kind of face that Russell would have <laughs> on at this point. Yeah, but I Russell would like try and guys. contribute. At least oh, you don't. I, I have the common sense to remain silent. <laughs> yes, he does. I mean, you guys might as well be speaking Swahili at this point. I, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. If I'm honest, I mean, and again, I find it remarkable that. Um, these are these are considerations that Megan has to has to consider. You know, in the sense that most new mums, just going by my own experience with my wife, you know, 
sweat very bag very baggy sweatpants would be the kind of limitation of the wardrobe Comfort. for mm. for a good few weeks if not months so <laughs> it's um it's one of those things where you know to have to consider all that and think about that when you're um when you're trying to get your head around being a, a mum for the first mm. time it must be quite quite tricky and quite a lot of mums on social media have praised Megan for not trying to hide the remains of her baby bum yeah definitely yep. Good show, I say. Because nobody bounces straight back, even if you're really young and a really fit woman. It's physically impossible to have a flat tummy within a couple of days. Yeah, so to try and pretend that you have is, yeah. is kind of ridiculous. And your body's been stretched for nine yeah. months. It kind of needs to go back nor- think, at a normal rate. Am I right in saying, because I think there's still lots of water in your yep. body that has to, because I think yeah, women need to, uh, I remember this being really surprising to me that just after my wife had given birth she needed to go to the loo a lot because there was a lot of water to come out of her body she'll hate me for saying also this the mu- everything's moved the muscles yeah. have moved so they're not just going to miraculously go back yeah. and i say absolutely like you know hats off for making that point by by not trying to conceal her no her I, I felt the same I think it's great mm. and i can remember i can remember there was kind of a similar flurry of of conversation around it when particularly when Kate appeared the first time because yeah. it was noticeable she you know she was she wore that lovely sort of pale blue dress by Jenny Packham yeah and it was it was a different you know it was a different kind of it was Kate the mum that we saw and fine yes it was she had had the glam squad in and she was on the steps of the Lindo wing but she was more pressure for her because she wasn't at home she didn't have her things around her did she so for her to kind of get together to get herself together to be in front of the press she needed other people to come in and help that's true but, mm. she, but she was also there she you know you, you could tell she was a woman who had just had a baby yeah. and that's like it's natural it's normal and it, but it, I, at I same time it's question, actually, i have a question that's just occurred to me so if because just going back to my own experience of having a kid so my wife had quite a tricky birth there was like a very very long labor and it was an emergency c-section in the end when our boy was born you know no matter who you are, no matter whether you're a member of the royal family or a member of the public, there's all you, you don't know how a birth is going to go. So if Meghan had, for instance, had an extremely tricky birth, which could, was a distinct possibility, um, and had had a C-section and stuff, would we have then, what would have been the protocol then, do you think? Would she have been, would it have been another few days before they'd have brought her out in front of the public? Or I don't know. I mean, I guess they hadn't committed to what the no, time they frame kind would of be. Oh, they decided so, yeah. as they went along, so yeah. presumably it just would have taken a bit longer. Yeah. No, one, no, no one would have been any the wiser, I suppose. No. And in fact, Harry, when he came out on Monday, kind of said, we'll see you probably in two days' time. Mm. I mean, there's a bit more time pressure for them this time because he's off to Holland tomorrow, so probably needs to... Thank God it wasn't more than two days. Can you imagine the speculation? I mean, it's been ridiculous anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Four days of having to think about yeah. it. Um, this is probably a good time to hear from Russell, our royal editor, um, who I caught up with a little bit earlier. As you can imagine, he's been quite busy this week. Um, but he and I talked a little bit about how how the news emerged because it wasn't, um, you know, although things largely did, we assume, go to plan, um, albeit Megan was a week overdue, um, the kind of uh, announcement and how it unfolded did not follow what anybody was expecting, really. So, Russell, our royal editor, what a week. Um, Hasn't it been, yeah. Are you more or less tired than the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, do you reckon? I mean, I won't claim to be, but I've, I feel as though I am. I mean, a woman has given birth here, so I shan't, okay. I shan't try and steal her thunder. But um, I'm glad you have some uh, context absolutely. here. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Harry's bouncing on his, um, on his heels. He hasn't taken his grin off since uh, he announced the birth on Monday afternoon. So, um, And why shouldn't he be? He looks absolutely delighted. He looks 
happier than I've ever seen him, that's for sure. Yeah, he looks absolutely Yeah, he's ecstatic. And so, and so, so he shouldn't, so shouldn't he be. I mean, it's been uh, a whirlwind few days, not only for, the, for, for, the, for them guys, but also for us, I'm sure. Little, little sympathy will be garnered <laughs> with the lack of sleep we've had. But it has been uh, a monumental effort to, to, you know, to make sure we've had the right coverage and, on all of the platforms and to be following the story because it's a massively important global story. Because when we were talking a week ago, um, we were saying, you know, hopefully next time there will actually yeah. be there will be a baby. And we waited and we waited and across the weekend and you got to your football match and it wasn't interrupted. And I then did, yeah, it was nice. It, yeah. it was Bank Holiday Monday. I was in the office and a shout went up from one of the news editors saying, Megan's in labour. I know. And it had come through kind of unexpectedly. It came through on a, a sky breaking news alert. Yeah. And it didn't seem to be anywhere else. So, so you know, we, we were like publish, publish, and then it was like, hang on, why isn't it everywhere else? This is all. It was all very happening? strange. I mean, you know, what well, this could have been the easiest announcement ever, or cer- certainly the you know the process could have been a lot easier. Um, but it was very very chaotic behind the scenes. It was obviously, uh, but in the UK, it, it actually went out on Sky News before before anything. But um, the process had been that all the sort of royal correspondents would be notified of the you know the fact that she'd. Uh, Megan had gone into labour or I mean I always thought it would just be an announcement that um, she would have had the baby in the early hours and that we would get an announcement of the birth which which technically did happen I mean she did have the baby in the early hours but it was a bit of a a shambolic affair shall we say from sort of palace press office point of view there there was um, they claimed that their their communications were down and that the announcement had gone out but it hadn't gone out and so everybody was frantically scrambling to their phones to check the you know to to ring the palace to check with colleagues what was actually going on um but uh but i suppose we got near in the end was, we, we got there in the yeah. end i mean it is unusual i mean we've talked in the past on on pod save the queen about kind of the system of the royal pool and that sometimes you know one reporter is selected to go to something and they share everything with everybody else and it's the aim is not to show favor to any, yeah. of, any of the outlets yeah, and try that- and make it as fair as possible and that, that's exactly what had happened i think um you know harry and megan had this desire for privacy they've spoken we, we've spoken before about how they were micromanaging every sort of um, facet of of the announcement or, or even before it came so what had uh, been agreed, first of all, was that, um, I mean, we've had the photo call today of baby Sussex. We've got to see him and Mary and Hag- um, Megan and Harry for the first time. Um, and so it was agreed that one of the UK broadcasters would be doing that photo call, as well as a photographer and a reporter from the Press Association who all the national media buy into and, and we can share that copy. So to make it as fair as possible, there was only going there was going to be no favour and people drew straws for it. So that's what happened. Anyway, um with the the I mean the change intact was that Harry wanted to make the announcement himself, which was amazing. It and was it, and lovely. It, and and is, he spoke so well. He definitely did. And it was absolutely I loved I loved watching it. It was great. And um, I mean, he obviously decided that he wanted to do that, uh, which was fantastic. And, and everyone's really enjoyed seeing it. But the palace actually ended up calling the people who were on the rotor for today's event on Monday and say, get down to Windsor as soon as you can. And they didn't tell them what it was for. So the Press Association guys went down, the Sky News camera went down as well without knowing what was going on until Harry turned up around the corner waving at them in a car so it was this utterly bizarre situation that had obviously 
uh, been allowed to occur. But at least at that stage when he's appearing kind of waving and looking happy, you know that it's not, it is going to be happy baby situation rather yeah. than some disaster unfolding. And let's just, let's just listen to those lovely words that Harry shared with us um, when he came out to announce the birth of his uh, son. Yes, um, I'm very excited to announce that uh, Megan and myself had a baby boy um, early this morning, a very healthy boy. Um, mother and baby are doing incredibly well. Um, it's been the most amazing experience I could ever um, possibly imagine. Um, how any woman does what they do is beyond comprehension, but we're both absolutely thrilled um, and so grateful to all the love and support for everybody out there, um, from everybody out there. It's been, um, it's been amazing. So we just wanted to share this with everybody. So, I mean, the the joy in his voice, the yeah. excitement, you know, he's thanking the horses. Oh, it was lovely. It's just wonderful. The, 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 whole, the whole scene of him, I mean, he's absolutely overjoyed. I love the fact that, you know, he, he said if he spoke of his pride for his wife, he, he, he said uh, how any woman does this is beyond comprehension. You know, they were actually absolutely um, really heartfelt words. I mean, and it's quite his kind of feminist... Yeah, you know, his feminist I mean, credentials, listen, giving a shout yeah, out to we know women this in general, from him not just anyway. His wife. And you know, he's he, he, he's wearing his heart on his sleeve. And I think sometimes with Harry, he can, especially when he's in close quarters with a lot of journalists, he can be overthinking the situation. And I think he'll be thinking that you know his words will be misinterpreted or his body language. And to see him so absolutely free of the shackles of his own mind almost and just being completely honest and true with himself was an absolute joy to watch. And I think we've all really um, shared in that and celebrated with him, to be honest. It was really lovely. And in fact, what we should also say is, so after the initial alert that we'd had that Megan was in labour which was actually completely wrong because she she had well, already know, had the baby this is, this is it as well so uh, again a situation was allowed to um, e- uh, exist which definitely didn't need to be like that and then you know we 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 may sit here and um, talk about whether the announcement was delayed because of uh, you know whether Megan had to, to leave hospital to get her set up at home which is probably the case but you know there's a lot of people saying that, again, that it was actually for, for American TV to be actually you know they, they want they had to delay it between between one and two in the afternoon because that was prime time in America but we know these two these two are globally um, popular and it is a global story so I suppose you know that that is part of the makeup of it as well it's just a real shame that there was um, certain inaccuracies that were put out that didn't need to be put out and, and I think it would have been easier to, for Harry to just made the announcement yeah we, she had it in the middle of the night and there was no point in telling anyone she went into labour because she'd already had the baby which is honestly is the best policy always yeah it was it was all a bit peculiar and then the other thing that we still don't know for certain is was the baby born at home was it born in the hospital um and it is you know again it's a bit weird because that information will come out on a birth certificate certificate, it will come out there are i mean certainly for the british press there are rules against going into hospitals harassing medical staff that is not something that is 
accepted practice i do know that you know sometimes in other places around the world i think famously when michael schumacher after he had sure. his accident you there know, were people had kind of inveigled their way in and maybe yeah. that was you know not, i don't want to sit here saying like the british press is holier than no, now of course. we don't do that you know, but, uh, but these are practices that have existed in the past i'm sure from you know other unreputable organizations but the the, the issue is that there is there should be a uh, a trusted collective of royal correspondents editors producers who work the raw beat and 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 that trust should have just been afforded to us i mean it's going to come out in a you know a couple of weeks anyway when they've got 40 odd days to sign a birth certificate and then um you know the place of the birth where the birth took place would have been there so i just don't think what it does it really matter i mean it would have just been nice for um, you know, the newspapers and organisations to have an accurate record, shall we say? Well, that's th- that's the thing. We do pride ourselves on accuracy, yeah. and you know, and I know we we some sometimes the media gets a bad rep, but you know, we we only um, you know want to put you know truths in the paper, and that and that's the, that's when we're dealing with factual elements like this. Then um, again, I think it could have been much more e- easily managed, um, and you know. There are certainly inaccuracies that were floated about because, you know, the palace weren't briefing that uh, against the fact that, that Megan had a home birth, whereas now we, we, we're pretty confident that she didn't. But they still, yeah, and it's kind of still not confirmed yeah, either way. Sure. And it's, it's but we will eventually, eventually find out. Um, the other thing, you know, we talked about it in the past as well as like, you know, will they just announce it? on instagram mm. which they sort of did, sort so of did again yeah. so the next having had you know peers shout she's in yes. labor yes um billy on the picture desk who was clearly sitting there pressing refresh refresh yeah. refresh yeah. on the instagram it's like it's a boy yeah. <laughs> and that was the first again that was the first anybody knew about yeah, it i mean again because of these comms issues with the palace i think they were f- filing remotely i mean it probably would have got us to us um, earlier with carrier pigeon the, the <laughs> way they were, it was handled however um I, I i saw it first on instagram because i didn't get the email so i you know this is it's all part of the sort of social media bubble we're living in and and we we said that they were going to do something on instagram and i suppose that was guaranteed to get it out to the you know the, the most amount of people possible wasn't it yeah and i mean my theory was if they announce it on instagram that is a statement that it's we are brand sussex we want to be you know we want to be ourselves we want to be brand sussex yes we're attached to the royal family but we're not owned by the mm. royal family yes. we are our own thing as it stands partly because of the kind of you know the comms failures or whatever the technical issues or whatever it's being put down to it's I mean, I th- I feel like they did announce it on Instagram rather than by the yeah, more traditional well, undoubtedly. means. Yeah, that, you know, they didn't because they they did announce it on the Instagram, and it wasn't done through traditional channels, shall we say, um, because you know it didn't work for, for hook or crook. I've had this really interesting debate with my wife actually, because my wife's a dual national. My wife is you know American British, and and she she's all for it. She says this is a global story and. Um, you know, they, they they attract attention and love in equal measure across the pond. And it's now become as, you know, Meghan is as much as their sort of royal family, in inverted commas, as, as she is ours. So, you know, it's a different kind of view. And, and, and to be honest, we're probably a lot of people have to get used to that because they will be doing a, they will be a global entity won't they they will be do, traveling the world they'll probably do things with american charities as you know and and fair play to megan she's not and neither should she um you know negate uh, that side of her life she she's an american uh, she's an american born so um 
you know, it's been a very uh, interesting debate in the Myers yeah. household, and, anyway. Uh, well, we might have to get Mrs. Myers on the on the <laughs> on the show at some stage and have her in. But um, and there was in fact an American um, TV camera in today's. Yeah. Oh, and again, event. so, so this, we're recording this, this Wednesday afternoon. Yes, We've just seen the, just seen the, the baby, yeah, and that, and this proves it. So again, just for to explain, whether, you know, whether people um, are interested in the details, I think it's very interesting about to make it to make it fair for all the sort of media. Then there's one TV camera, one reporter, one um, photographer, and then they they share that with all the networks. However. You know this this plan. <clears throat> excuse me. This this plan had been set in stone for ages, and then yesterday it was announced that there would be an American network who would be joining the um, the photo call. And this hadn't been agreed by anyone. Nobody knew about it, and it was just suddenly um, it was sort of drip fed around. Uh, came out of you know, I heard from a few colleagues, um, and that was CBS, who is um, uh, Gail. Forgot their name. King. Gail King. Sorry. Um, yeah, the, Gail King fronts this morning on CBS, and obviously the timing of the announcement today was prime time um, Amer- American breakfast time. Obviously, Gail King is a huge friend of Oprah Winfrey and and Megan herself. She was at the baby shower, so and she thought to have spent the weekend. Absolutely, and, and, and she was, yeah, and she was in Windsor reporting. She's obviously been to Frogmore. Um, so. Again, this is, you know, it's it's very, very different times. It's really interesting because I don't think we can absolutely predict which way these two are going to go. I mean, there's, there's it's a complete open book. So, you know, seeing their, their joy and delight and, you know, that is, is lovely. And they're kind of, we're probably not going to see them. A hu- well, Harry, we're going to see tomorrow. You're yes, off to Holland. I'm going to Holland first thing in the morning. Um, we are going to The Hague, which is just uh, probably about... Uh, about 45 minutes away from Amsterdam, about 25 minutes away from Rotterdam. And it's going to be the scene of the 2020 Invictus Games. So Harry is launching the one-year countdown to the Invictus Games of the Here's Other Baby that we've, uh, we've you know, we've spoken in the past when I was in Sydney. Uh, that was really the, the most successful. Is this like the fourth, fifth instalment? Oh, my oh. brain's frazzled this week. Yeah, we'll, we'll give, we'll give you a pass. Can we cut some slack? So, yeah, yeah, ne- um, next week. All the facts. <laughs> need to be, I'll be on All the, the board tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, this is, I mean, is going to be a really cool day. He's, he's arriving there probably early morning, uh, a day of engagements, meeting with some of the competitors, l- doing the official launch, and, um, yeah, and, and then he will fly back. So he'll only be gone for a day. Uh, there had been plans for him to spend today in Amsterdam doing another engagement, which had been postponed. But sensible, I imagine. Yeah, he can't do everything, and he's going to be fleeting visits. Uh, and she's got Doria, her mum, to look after her as well. Lovely, so. and you know, it's been nice. Kind of, I love the fact that they just bumped into the Duke of Edinburgh uh, when no, they were heading down cool. to do their photo call. Really so cool. it sounds like the Duke of Edinburgh might have met great grandchild Bef- number eight before the, the queen. queen. Yeah, definitely. I thought they would have gone yesterday because the queen and the duke of edinburgh was seen at an order of merit service at windsor castle there's like various dignitaries that um it's every two years this sort of a grand um, occasion is held and, and lovely to see prince philip out as well yeah i know well, this is the first while. time publicly i suppose we've seen in a public engagement we've seen him since the crash he's been seen riding his carriage horse and carriage round the Sandringham uh, and Windsor Estates, but um, I mean, this is this is the first time we've seen. So I thought they would have gone yesterday, but yeah, it's been confirmed that they will be visiting later today. And and then we'll have a name. And then we will have a name. Um, so obviously, I would imagine that the week when you are having your first child is a pretty chaotic week. Anyway, when you've 
got a, a sort of a, a responsibility or a, I don't know requirement or a duty or whatever you want to call it um to inform the world about it as mm. well that adds an extra logistical layer that let's face it most parents don't have to deal no, with no um and they you have certainly don't have to come out and be photographed and stuff but um, but, th- but then they have so they've only just hired their new pr person yes. yeah and they've obviously set up their new household which is working out of buckingham palace mm-hmm. Rather than previously, they were part of the Kensington yes. Palace setup. Do you does it kind of, does it feel like actually I don't know kind of teething issues of that setup I mean, or is it, it? I can only speak from my personal experience. It's it, it hasn't worked very well, has it? I mean, it's uh, most people will, will will won't notice the differences, but um, I imagine there's there's an awful lot of teething problems that are happening at the moment. And it's it, to come into a big job like that. I mean, if we're being fair, then it's it, it's 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 a major event, a royal birth to try and get logistically right. Um, but I just don't feel that the basics have been covered. Um, and hopefully it will just be teething problems and, and they'll get over it. And, um, you know, I, because these two are blockbuster and they are going to be really busy and they need a strong team around them to to manage all the interest, uh, you know, that surrounds them, which is 24-7. And it's both sides of, of well, it's, it's all over the world. I mean... You know, the amount of TV crews who have been in Windsor or uh, that are calling us for comment or that, you know, we're doing ties in with that are reporting on this, you know, just in the last week, it's been all over the world. American, Canada, uh, you know, all down under Australia, New Zealand, Tokyo, we were doing some stuff with Fuji TV last week. So it's really busy. And And that's just Russell. (laughs) And everyone wants a part of them. So, um, so hopefully it will just be teething issues and they will get everything in order because these i mean let's say if megan only has sort of a three to six month window of maternity leave then they might be doing this uh, african tour in october which will be major deal and then who knows what 2020 will hold if they go if they do do this sort of out of africa adventure and they're going to be spending a lot of time overseas for months at a time that isn't going to be a logistical nightmare so I imagine they may even end up employing a few extra people. So get your get your applications into Buckingham yeah, Palace. Spruce up your CVs and get them get them ready and you can be heading off for an African adventure. Well, um you've got a lot of a lot of words to write yes. and such like Russell. Yeah. Um so thank you for joining us and taking the time to do that and we'll catch up again very soon. It was an unusual an unusual way for the news to come out. Um it didn't come out by conventional conventional routes through the kind of the royal press and it was announced on instagram certainly that it was a boy um and i you know i think that's very interesting and um it, it kind of shows how harry and megan kind of see the future see the world and how they their position in it i feel that they are it's they are part of the royal family but they are also their own thing what do you make of it amber um I think we're going to. This is what we're going to see from here on in. They're going to do things their way, and all we're doing is basing behaviour on on past kind of protocol. But if they're not going to follow that, then we're always going mm. to be having this conversation around. Oh, what they're doing it this <laughs> way. Oh, that's happening. But that's just the way it's going to be. I don't think we're ever not going to be surprised by the way they do things. Yeah, and I, I said I'm all for that. I think um, one of the things we talk about on the first time dads podcast quite a lot is how this particular generation of dads in which I include myself that we it feels like things are different for us 
in a way that they weren't for previous generations. So there's it, it, almost in the space of maybe one or two generations, being a dad has dramatically changed. You know, if you go back two generations to my grandfather's generation, it was you, you were the dad, you went to work, uh, you came home, you saw your kids maybe before they went to bed. You weren't at the birth. You weren't at the birth. You Prince were outside. Philip went off and played squash. Yeah, yeah, you were having a cigar outside when the baby's born and all that sort of stuff. Um, and that had been that had been the way for generations. And so actually, when you think about it, in the space of literally just one or two generations, things have altered dramatically to the point where now, you know, sort of my, my uh, co-host on First Time Dads, he's just been off on shared parental leave for a few months. You know, that would have been unthinkable 30, 40 years ago. So um, it's... From, for our American listeners, I don't, I'm not very clear on what the situation is in America. I know that maternity well, actually, leave is question. pretty poor. Yeah. Um, so I can't imagine that there's a lot of yeah. good options for dads. But in... In the UK, you ca- so um, there is an, a year of parental leave, which mm. parents are entitled to, and they can choose to split it between them as they wish. Yeah, so and that, that's a very recent development. I think it was only brought into law. Blah, blah, blah. We actually interviewed on the podcast the, the politician who was responsible for it, um, and she introduced it, I think it was four years ago, something like that. So, I mean, it's still very, very new, and it just kind of illustrates how things are changing in terms of what fatherhood actually is to modern-day dads and what what your priorities are as a modern-day dad. And I, for one, think Prince Harry will be a bit of a leading advocate in that, in the change in what a father's role should be, how involved you need to be in your kids' lives, how supportive you need to be, how it's not a mum's job to love the kids and your job to provide. It's, you know, an even split. Um, and I think, yeah, you can definitely see already, really, just in the way, you know, you mentioned before we started recording, the fact that he was holding the baby. That in itself might seem like a, a trivial thing, but actually I think symbolically that was a big, big thing. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, you can definitely see he's going to be a very modern hands-on father, which, I, you know, great. So it's been an exciting week. We look forward to seeing how the Sussexes grow up together and finding out what the baby's name is. Richard, thank you very much for joining us this time. And very welcome. Uh, thank you for having me. To listeners who, if they would like to check out the First Time Dads podcast, there's a back catalogue of many many episodes many, and there's many, many. new ones being added um and all sorts of different i think harry should have a listen was that sorry i think harry should have a listen i really really do and if prince harry happens to listen to pod save the queen feel free to come on or anybody who is <laughs> hanging out with prince harry <laughs> listens to pod save the queen <laughs> please do invite him to come on and um, thanks as ever for joining us um, sure. um we'll we will be meeting again soon very soon who knows when uh, when rich might come back on but you can enjoy his dulcet tones every week in our jingle um and oh i should mention we have a new instagram account it's just called at pod save um and we'll do a little picture in a minute and uh you can see exactly what rich looks like as well as amber and me dressed i'll try and make it <laughs> oh less awful God. than the picture i took this morning when i bumped into danielle stacy friend of the podcast from uh, very used early to be here, very early i <laughs> um, was so excited i took an absolutely terrible picture but shared it with the world anyway <laughs> sorry danielle although i think i probably came off she's worse. loving you for that anyway yeah. she's she's been down in windsor today along with lots of the other royal correspondents for what has been a very exciting day um we'll be back with you again very soon to talk about whatever comes next for the royal family i'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about but until next time pod save the queen 